All right. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in chapters one through five, and I'm going to try to do 30 seconds. Uh, do a minute. Do a minute? Yeah. All right. In a minute. In one minute, we meet Vernon Dursley. He's real freaked out because there's some strange feline behavior in his neighborhood. He goes to work. He sees weird people out and about, but, you know, it's not like your normal strange commuters. They're all in uh, cloaks and stuff. Uh, mean, uh, later that night... Minerva McGonagall, Albus Dumbledore, out in front of his house. Minerva McGonagall is the cat. She's the cat. BT <laughs> dubs. Talking about the end of the Wizarding War, they got this kid, Harry Potter. His parents are collateral damage, assassinated by Lord Voldemort. Somehow, he survived. They're dropping him off with his aunt and uncle. Minerva's like, whoa, these people seem terrible. Dumbledore's like, deal with it. I know everything. Fast forward 11 years. Harry Potter, horribly abused, living in a cousin, cupboard. His cousin, Dudley Dursley, real fat and mean. They get to go to the zoo. through. A, he, Harry gets to go through a zoo through a variety of logistical problems where they can't leave him behind. They see a snake. Harry gets to talk to the snake. That's not normal. Dudley shoves him over. Glass disappears. Uh, am I explaining this okay? Yeah, he sicks the snake on Dudley. Yeah, well, he didn't sick no. him on Dudley. Because Harry's nips. a fair-minded person. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, anyway. Then Harry starts getting... Well, we're way past a minute on this uh, this recap. The first... It doesn't the, matter. Yeah, it's very dense. Well, so keep going. So okay. then Harry starts getting these letters. These letters. He's never gotten letters never before. Never gotten a letter before. He doesn't even have a library card, so they can't even be from the library. Right. That's a cute detail. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vernon is like, fuck no with these letters. We gotta get out of... There's the explicit language yeah. coming out. <laughs> Vernon's like, fuck no with these letters. We gotta get out of here because these letters cannot get to Harry. And Harry's like, why? Who are they coming from? But Vernon goes psychotic. They drive to um, the middle of nowhere and then they take a leaky boat to a lake and then they sleep um, in a lake and then they sleep, what, in like a hut on a rock? Man, I don't even know. But then Hagrid shows up, grabs Harry. He's like... You're a wizard. You're a wizard. You're a wizard. They go shopping. Harry finds out then that he's been admitted to uh, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Then they go shopping for wizard stuff. Harry gets a wand. And an owl. Hedwig. And an owl. Hedwig. And then he has to go back to his abusive aunt and uncle for until term starts. Yeah. So anyway, that... That's, yeah. that's everything that happens. So... Harry goes to platform nine and three quarters. Um, he finds it through the help of the Weasleys, who he instantly falls in love with. Then he meets his best friend for life, Ron Weasley. They're on the train. Malfoy comes in, mouths off. There's a rat fight. They get to Hogwarts. They ride a boat. Uh, they get sorted by a wizard algorithm hat. And then the magic proceeds. I think then they go to bed. Then oh, they, they have a feast. They have a feast. They have. They, there's more binge eating. So there really is and a lot they, of eating in and these then they two go, chapters. Then they go to sleep. And right. they call it a very eventful day. And that's where we are. Let's get into it. When we last left our intrepid heroes, classes were starting at Hogwarts School for Witchcraft and Wizardry. Uh, charms, looking at stars, and potions with Severus Snape who turns out to be a real shitbird to Harry, for reasons unknown, but that will be revealed. Harry and Ron go and uh, bitch about the start of classes to Hagrid at his hut. 
catch a glimpse of a newspaper story about a mysterious break-in at Gringotts. Funny that, because it happened the same day Harry was there to uh, pick up his undetermined amount of gold. <laughs> uh, a bunch of 11-year-olds are given were given flying lessons. Um, there's a... Another fight between Harry and Draco, who's being very Draco-ish, grabs a remember-all from Neville, which is this device which help, reminds you if you've forgotten something, but it's actually not very helpful because... Yeah, it's a totally useless device. Yeah, anyway, I, he grabs this I, I kind of think Gran is trolling Neville a bit. Like, <laughs> anyway, Draco swipes the remember-all, flies off, Harry takes off after him, realizes he's a natural at flying, Draco chucks the... Remember all, Harry grabs it, which is convenient because it turns out there's a sport wizard's play where they have to race through the air uh, after very tiny, fast-moving objects. Harry gets some preferential treatment for McGonagall and gets put on the house Quidditch team. Meanwhile, more fallout from Draco's dickish behavior as Draco challenges Harry and Ron to a midnight duel. They sneak out late at night to go apparently battle Draco with wands in the trophy room. Turns out to be a real dirty trick because Draco never intended to meet them. Uh, sent. So he went and narked to Filch, who's looking for folks. Meanwhile, Harry and Ron try... Uh, pardon me. Hermione tries to stop Harry and Ron from engaging in this highly prohibited activity after hours. There are some shenanigans and running around. They pick up Neville, who's sleeping in a corridor uh, <laughs> because he can't get back into the portrait hole. They hide in a room where there's a big, monstrous, black, uh, three-headed dog. I don't remember if he's black or not. Um, Fang is black. Fang is black, He's yeah. any color, I don't know. And uh, so that kind of puts some tension into their relationship with Hermione, who they don't really like at uh, this point. Ron continues some. Di- I'll wrap it up. Ron continues some dickish behavior to Hermione, who they see is very interfering and bossy. This all culminates on Halloween when they have a sick banquet, but a troll gets in, so all the kids have to go to the towers to be safe. But Hermione crying in the bathroom because Ron and Harry were so awful to her, so they have to go save her from the troll, and they do. And then the friends. And then they're friends. And that's where we are. Cry now. Cry later. Cry forever. Forever. Because, buckle up, we are in for the sad part of Harry Potter. Let's do it. In this week's chapters, we're introduced to the game of Quidditch, which is kind of a wizard kind of... Actually, Quidditch makes no sense. But Harry wins the game of Quidditch despite being cursed by... Maybe we think Snape. Who knows? There's a little bit of intervention by Hermione. Harry wins, catches the snitch in his mouth. Fast forward, it's Christmas time. We're having a party. The Weasleys get some sweaters. Harry gets the most badass invisible cloak you can possibly imagine. Um, Invisibility cloak. The cloak isn't invisible. It makes Harry invisible. It is an invisibility cloak. It becomes invisible once you uh, put it on, wrap it around your body. Harry uses it to sneak into the forbidden section of the library because, boom, they're looking for somebody named Nicholas Flamel, who they believe is in connection with whatever crazy dog is uh, guarding. Uh, there's some creepy moments, some a scary screaming book. Harry is forced to flee from Argus Filch and his cat wife 
into a classroom which contains a mirror which shows him his dead parents. That's crazy. Eric becomes uh, somewhat obsessed with this vision of what could have been and what he will never have. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) And uh, comes back night after night until Dumbledore's like, dude, I get it, but you might want to ease off on... uh, He's like, don't be nostalgic, 11-year-old whose parents are dead. Fast forward, another Quidditch game. Harry wins again, figures out who Nicholas Flamel is thanks to a chocolate frog card. After the Quidditch game, Harry has just taken a twilight spin on his Nimbus 2000, and he sees Severus Snape shaking down Professor Quirrell in the Forbidden Forest and talking about his little bit of hocus pocus. This further reinforces the idea that Harry, Ron, and Hermione have cooked up that Severus Snape is dun-dun-dun trying to steal the Sorcerer's Stone. Also, we learn what the Sorcerer's Stone is. So, Alex, what happened this episode? Mars is bright tonight. (laughs) Are you being friends? Mars is bright tonight. Oh. (laughs) So, in these chapters, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are putting their nose to the grindstone for their wizard tests. Meanwhile, Hagrid wins a dragon egg in a bar while getting simultaneously very drunk. Shenanigans ensue at Hagrid's hut as he tries to raise a dragon, as Hermione points out, in a wooden house. Draco gets wind of this dragon and wants to start some Draco shenanigans, so they gotta smuggle this illegal monster out of the school. For some reason, this falls on Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and not Hagrid, so they have to concoct a plot to sneak out the dragon, whose name, obviously, is Norbert. He's a Norwegian Ridgeback. They phone up. No, they don't actually phone up Charlie Weasley because they use birds to communicate. Uh, They send an owl to Charlie Weasley, who happens to study dragons. He sends some of his bros to the tip topmost tower, the astronomy tower. They smuggle the dragon up there via invisibility cloak, feeling real good about themselves as the dragon flies off with uh, the dragon study bros. And in their excitement, they leave their invisibility invisibility cloak in the top of the tower and promptly get detentions for being out of... (laughs) that's so stupid. That part makes me so mad. They're just like, oh, we left the thing that makes us invisible. Idiots. Neville gets sucked into this detention in Malfoy 2 through some, you know, various running around. Harry and Hermione are very unpopular because they lose Gryffindor a hell of a lot of arbitrary house points. And then they have to serve detentions in the super forbidden and scary Forbidden Forest. And Hagrid's like, okay, you've all been deputized to hunt whatever evil monster is killing unicorns. So they go looking for unicorns. Some spooky hijinks ensue. They run, they're not, it's actually not hijinks. It's actually true peril. Yeah, it's not yeah. hijinks. Like, <laughs> what, by spooky hijinks, you mean they yeah. almost are murdered by Voldemort. Yeah. Harry encounters Voldemort in hooded form who's been drinking this uni- uh, unicorn blood. He gets bailed out by Ferenz, the centaur, who's like, fills him in on why maybe Voldemort would be drinking unicorn blood, because it keeps you alive until you can drink something better, which would be the elixir of life. So anyway, da-da-da, Voldemort on the move, and we are speeding rapidly toward the climax of the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh yeah, everybody's climaxing. Sorry, that is a uh, fucked up thing to say. The climax of the search for the grubby little package. <laughs> so, what happens? Well, everything happens in these chapters. 
Exams get underway at Hogwarts School for Witchcraft and Wizardry. Students have to turn, is it hedgehogs or mice, into snuff boxes for some reason? Uh, I don't know who on the staff has a snuff box thing, but that's a thing that they do. Clearly Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, Dumbledore's Dumbledore like, snuff boxes. Uh, <laughs> These are my sure, snuff boxes. <laughs> Make sure those snuff boxes are dropped off at my office after <laughs> exam, please. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so there are animals turned into snuff boxes. Not clear what effect that has on the animal. Uh, we're off on a crazy tangent here because that's the least important thing that happens in these chapters. Harry, meanwhile, lives with the existential terror of the fact that Dumbledore, I mean, not Dumbledore, Dumbledore is terrifying, but he's terrified of Voldemort bursting in on him at any time, based on what he learned from the centaur in the last chapter. Ferenz is the only one who's ever filled Harry in on really anything up to this point. It suddenly dawns on Harry that Hagrid probably gave away the secret to getting class fluffy while he was getting wasted with a stranger at the Hogshead Inn. They find out this is true, and then resolve to go down the trapdoor themselves. They're confronted with a series of crazy obstacles. Harry eventually, after many adventures in the depths of Hogwarts, finds that it's not Snape trying to steal a stone, but Quirrell. Quirrell is looking into the mirror of Erised. Funny how that's at the uh, end of the maze. Quirrell's like, I see myself getting the stone. I don't know what's happening here. Quirrell does the villain thing where he reveals his secret plan and everything that's been going on. We hear a scary voice from inside Quirrell's turban. It's like, use the boy. We find out Voldemort's been living parasite-like on the back of Quirrell's head. Voldemort says some scary things. A struggle ensues. Quirrell tries to strangle Harry, but he's burned to death. Harry blacks out, wakes up. Dumbledore and him have a serious-ass talk about love and the nature of Voldemort and... You know, book-endy stuff. There's the end-of-the-year feast. Slytherins win the House Cup. Dumbledore's like, Psych! Gryffindor won because of adventure. And then everyone goes home, and Harry's forced to return to his abusive aunt and uncle. And that's uh, where we are. 